0: Learn more at Marines.com. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Oh, got it. Oh, but Kidley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm and uh, the tournament run is over and it sucks, but uh, that's what we're talking about today. Uh, basically just going to run through this game between Colorado and Arizona. I guess that it's a little bit of a shorter show. We'll see what happens though. Um... Yeah, so for those of you who didn't see the game, I don't think there are many of you, but it was 82-72, to 72, Arizona beat Colorado. I think, I think the writing was kind of on the wall early when the Buffs played almost impossibly well. Their start to the game was incredible. They, they made something like six of their first eight shots. I think it was seven of their first nine shots. Four of those were three-pointers. Three of them were layups. And, and that's what you're looking for, right? You're looking for three-pointers and layups. Those are the best shots in basketball. And they're just nailing those and, and finding those open shots, too. The Buffs started so, so, so well. But it just it just wasn't enough. I mean, they went up. Uh, it was 18-11, 21-15, 21-17. Through all this, Colorado's still playing well. There's just... You know, a couple little things. You know, I think that the Arizona got like an and one in there. There are some fouls in there. There's those sorts of things. And after that blazing hot start, Colorado needed to be up by like 10 points. You know, they, they needed to have some sort of buffer come out of that because, again, that was their very best shot. You know, if you're able to play just like that for 40 minutes, then it, it could be good enough but playing like that for 40 minutes is just about impossible. It's it's brutal. It's brutal. Now, also, I mean, credit to Colorado. They didn't roll over. They didn't go away. It was a battle down to those last couple of minutes, and and while they weren't able to make it a, a one-possession game at the very end, they did some good work. They they looked like they belonged. And again, like if, if you start off with just a little bit of a lead after playing so well early... We're having a different conversation right now. But, you know, it is what it is. And the ball bounced the way it bounced. The refs blew the whistle the way they blew the whistle. And now here we are. Um, Just kind of talk through the shape of the game a little bit more. By halftime, Arizona was up 47 to 38. Um, There was a nine point deficit. And again, against Arizona, the number two team in the country, that's a tough deficit to make up. It's a really tough deficit to make up. That's a very good basketball team. Uh, still, though, I mean, Colorado cut into that deficit really quickly. I mean, with less than four minutes gone in the second half, Evan Batty hit a three-pointer that made it a one-point game. Um, Arizona went on a run. Colorado answered back a little bit. Then Keyshawn. Keyshawn hit a three-pointer to turn the deficit back to one with 11 minutes left in the game. Um, from there, it was kind of over, Um Arizona pulled away. Uh like and you can see it was a 10-point deficit at the end of the game. It was it was a solid effort. It was a solid effort. And the bus were really up against some tough situations. I mean, you know, well, we can talk about these refs. So, first of all, I mean, Pat Rooney is reporting that Rick George has reached out to the Pac-12 and wants them to look into the officiating in that game. And you know, I've thoughts about. I mean, first of all, yes, the officiating was very, very, very bad. It was very bad. You know, especially for a Colorado team that is smaller in the paint. You know, Evan Batty and Jabari Walker going up against seven footers. You know, they, they can handle their own down there, but that's not a, a situation where they're going to thrive when those seven footers are allowed to are allowed to throw. You know, some some forearms into backs and push off and grab guys, and they're going for rebounds. And, and get away with it, that hurts. And, you know, like like I said last night, uh, I I was between the coaches, and I could hear what Tad was saying, and that stuff was really frustrating Tad. What, what, what kind of pushed him over the top, though, was that it felt like the whistle was different on the other end of the court. It, it felt like that sort of pushing and grabbing and all, all those sorts of things, that was not allowed when Colorado had the ball. And so there was just this little bit of just that disconnect. Now, again, it's college basketball. The refs are never, ever, 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 ever going to be good. And I think that the the, the f- sometimes I get frustrated when there's frustration about bad refs because you know that it will never be good. The refereeing will never be good ever. That's That's true for most referees, but it's true for every referee when it comes to college sports. So there's that whole situation going on. And, you know, Tad made it clear after the game. It's like we, we didn't lose this game because of the refs. You know, we, we didn't lose by 10 points because of the ref. He did say something like, you know, we might have lost it because of free throws and what happened at the free throw line. But we didn't lose it because of refs. Um, what happened at the free throw line, by the way, the, the Wildcats took 25 free throws. Colorado took 10. A lot of those free throws, or, or Tad pointed out, two of those free throws were right at the very end of the game, so those don't really matter. But there was a pretty apparent disparity there, um, and and I don't know why. It could just be that that's the way. the, the every again, the refs make ten mistakes every night. Maybe those 10 mistakes just all benefited Arizona this time around, and that's what it was. I mean, it's also worth noting that that crowd was very pro-Arizona. Nobody has traveled to this tournament like Arizona has. They're they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Like, you walk down the strip, and it's like, oh, Arizona fan, Arizona fan. Like, everywhere you go, it's all Arizona fans. And in the arena, at best, there, it was a 10-to-1 10, 10 ratio. You know, uh, I saw somebody respond to one of my tweets saying that. he's was like, I think it's 20-to-1. It's like, yeah, I mean it, it definitely could be. The, the 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 way it works is like the each team has a section. So you buy your ticket through the school or whatever, you you wind up in that team's section, and it's you know, a typical arena where there's ten sections, twelve sections, whatever in the lower bowl that just kinda circle it. And and Colorado filled its section. Colorado filled its section, but Arizona filled just about every other nook and cranny of that arena. It was pretty wild to see. I don't have the attendance for this one in front of me. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, no, that's capacity, 19,000. So I don't have the attendance here. Um, but it was surprisingly full, and it was a lot of Arizona fans. And, and again, when you talk about those things down the stretch, just the, the, the way that Arizona could build momentum, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. You know, they they come back, they tie the game up. You think the roof is going to blow off that place. It's like it feels like Arizona has all this momentum right now. It's a tie basketball game. These two teams have played each other even, but it's 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 brutal. It's 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 rough. And in college basketball, that sort of thing is really tough to quantify, but it is really important. And when it comes down to it, especially when both these teams have played two games in two nights, there's five minutes left, ten minutes left. Everybody's tired, and you have that crowd doing that. It's it's rough. It's a rough world. It's a rough world to live in. Um, what else do we have here? I mean, the, we we talked about most of the big picture stuff, right? Um, probably time to to dig into some of the details. I guess before we do that, let me tell you about our friends over at Brackenridge Brewery. We love Brackenridge Brewery. They make the best beers and you can get them by looking at their app and and seeing, or not the app, the location locator on their website. Sorry, I'm so used to apps now. I wonder if there's a Breckenridge Brewery app. I'm going to check on that. But it'll tell you exactly where you can go to pick up whatever you want to try. So if you want to try Strawberry Sky, you just go onto the website, you type in the Strawberry Sky and then you uh, you put in your zip code, and it'll show you all the nearest locations where you can pick that up. It's a really cool tool. I use it a lot, and you should definitely check on it as well. Um, it'll show you where you can get anything you want tried try. Strawberry Sky, the Good Company Hard Seltzers, all that stuff. You really can't go wrong, so make sure that you get in on that. Also, you have one day left to use your... Awesome new user bonus from the best sports book around. That's DraftKings Sportsbook. And uh, First of all, here's your DraftKings Pick of the Week. Here's what you're going to do with that bonus. You are going to put it on UCLA to win against Arizona. I think that that's a good one. Uh, they I think they opened it plus 100. I think it's a one-point game or one-point spread, so minus 120 plus 100 for UCLA. Go in there and, and get that. And, again, if you're a new user, here's this offer that ends this week. If you bet on – you have to bet $5 on any conference basketball team or any conference basketball game this week, you get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. So make sure you get in on that. And, like I said, UCLA, I feel like without Kirk Creesa, they – I feel good about that one. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code DMVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. So I mentioned that Colorado was really hot shooting the ball. Um, That stayed true throughout the game. Um, But in the early going, it was really Jabari Walker who was leading the way there. Um, He had a few three-pointers really quickly in this game. Um, By halftime, he was five of five from the field. Or, or sorry, five of five from three. He had 17 17 points. And... uh, he was just like a dominant force. I mean, there was nothing you could do to stop him. It was it was really incredible. He didn't do as much work on the boards in this game. Again, that was that was one of the bigger issues. Is you're going up against these seven footers, and it's like, well, what do you what what do you want? Like, how how could this possibly work? Um, and so that that was a struggle. But scoring the ball, Jabari was incredible, I and mean, he. for for that first half of the game, looked like the best player on the floor. And when you see that from Jabari, it's easy to get excited about where that game could go. Um, Because that's how basketball works, right? Like, you get push comes to shove, and it's like, who do you give the ball to? Who can make something happen? It's like, if you're just feeding Jabari for this entire game, you feel good about the Buffs' chances. And that's going to be true of most of the games once they get to the NIT, um, which is where they'll probably end up at this point. Uh, But... Jabari, seventeen points in the first half, only takes one shot in the second half. Has nineteen points. Um, that was obviously an adjustment that Arizona made to say, like, hey, we gotta we got really clamp down on that guy. And and one of the things that um Lloyd, the uh, coach for Arizona, said after the game, uh, Tommy Lloyd. There we go. I don't know why Tommy was so hard to remember. Mostly because nobody's called that anymore, I guess. But Tommy Lloyd said after the game that. It was one of those situations where you have to pick your poison um, where you say, you know what? We're, we're defending the paint. Well, they're knocking down open three pointers. They're doing great there. We just need to, we need to, we need to say, you know what? We're, we're not letting them get to the rim. We're not letting them get to the rim. If they're going to shoot threes, they can shoot threes. But if they can only beat us from the three point line, we're going to be just fine. And, And that turned out to be true. You know, Colorado shot 16 of 32 from three. They made half their three-point attempts. They shot 24 of 62 from the field. That means they were 8 of 30 on everything else. And they only, I think they made five two-point shots in the first half and three in the second half. There was just nothing that they could do in the paint, again, because they were just so much smaller. And if you want to point to the refs making it so easy for those big guys for Arizona to just be physically imposing, go right ahead. Um, you're you're not wrong but Colorado again they, they they shot so well they just couldn't find another dynamic for their offense and if they did then who knows maybe that's the 10 point gap that they could have filled uh for Arizona I think that this kind of gets forgotten too but Arizona was really good from three they were six of 15 from three that's 40 percent you know it's not as good as Colorado and Colorado made 10 more three-pointers. But that's a really solid number, especially when, especially when you're shooting 52% from the field, 96% from the free throw line, and they were just so efficient with everything they did offensively. And that's that's what you get from a really good basketball team. Um, we we talked about uh, Jabari a little bit in that first half. Azulas Tubalas, the uh, the the forward for Arizona, their big guy. One of their big guys, like their third biggest guy, he uh, he was unstoppable in that first half too. And and this is the other piece that really made it tough for Colorado. You have Jabari Walker go out there, put up 17 first half points. He's dominant in that first half. Tubalus had 18 points in the first half. So So you're not even winning that matchup. And again, that's just bad post defense. And... Was he getting away with some things? Absolutely. Uh, But the truth is, you let that guy close to the basket, you're going to see him wind up doing what he did in that first half. Uh, Like Jabari, the numbers really were not the same in the second half. 18 points in the first half, 20 total points in the game, 9 of 14 from the field, 11 rebounds, a few steals. Um, That was uh, It's weird to say that you had Jabari Walker play like that, but... You you would probably have to say he lost his matchup. Um, a strange game in a lot of ways. Uh, turnovers. The, the Buffs had 10 turnovers in the first half. That was the other reason they had that deficit. Again, you play that well and you're down 9 at halftime. It's just so hard to say, okay, if we just pull it together. Because it's like, if we're playing perfect basketball outside of these turnovers... And now here we are, and so you got to cut those turnovers down, whatever. And they do that. They they finish with 14 after having 10 in the first half, but you it just sets you up to be in a tough situation. You know, imagine if instead of being down by nine points at halftime, they're down by three points. You get those extra six points in there. Then when you're hitting those threes to take a one point or turn it into a one point deficit, you're actually building a five point lead. You know, you you look at where you are at the end of the game. All of a sudden, it's seventy eight, eighty two as your final score. Obviously, things play out differently if you don't have those turnovers. But you're—it's easy to say that they would have had a shot at it late. Uh, and so you just see those couple of little things that really, really change the game. And and as Tad said, I mean, the big one is the free throws. When you're scoring eight points at the free throw line, they're scoring twenty four points at the free throw line. That's a that's a gap that's going to be really tough to make up. Um, you you look at those turnovers, especially those early turnovers, and say like, ah, those are some wasted opportunities that you couldn't afford to waste. You look at the inability to score in the paint, and that's that's the other big one. And to defend the paint on the other end. It was really hard to get stops when Colorado was making these runs. You know, you'd see them hit a couple baskets, but Arizona have answers for them, and so you just don't know what to do. Um, Again, though, so, so a bunch of things to like a bunch of things to like because this was a competitive game against the number two team in the country and it stings that you're not going to have a chance to play a team like this again this year you're going to the nit and and you're going to be pretty close to the best team in the nit uh i think that First of all, that just that opening sequence from Jabari. You know, Arizona goes down, hits a three-pointer on the first possession. Next possession, Jabari hits a three. Then they get the ball back. He hits another, and you're just like, oh, boy, here he goes. I think looking at the way Jabari played, you have to be so excited and, you know, just hope that he's back next year. Um, Evan, you know, again, they struggle with that paint defense. He's right there. He and Jabari actually each had four fouls. Uh, Who else had four fouls? KJ had four fouls, that's right. Um, But Batty and Walker had to sit for a little bit in that second half. Batty a little bit more than Walker. I mean, Jabari played 32 minutes. Evan played 26. You'd like a little bit more, but they really didn't sit that much. I think maybe what changed is just how physical they were when they were out there. Because they knew that they had that many fouls. Um, So that was... That was another challenge when you're when you're trying to hold on, just, just keep it close down to the end, and you don't have those two guys out there. Because remember who they have in their lineup. Um, you've got Tristan Da Silva, Neek Clifford, Julian Hammond. Those are your three starters. You're trying to replace Jabari Walker and Evan Batty by taking your pick of Luke O'Brien, KJ Simpson, Keyshawn Bartholomew. So, I mean, the biggest lineup you can go to is... Tristan at the five. Um, probably probably Luke at the four. Neek at the three. And then take your pick of the three gu- point guards for the, the other two spots. It's You're just so small in that situation against a team that is giving you trouble because it is so big. And that's not a formula that's going to work out. Um, Julian Hammond. Another solid performance, you know, nothing flashy, but five assists, only one turnover, uh, three of six from the field, nine points. Uh, I think that you go back and watch and say like, yeah, there were some bad decisions. Like one of those threes in particular that he missed. It's like, why did you take that shot? But he did wind up shooting 50% from the field. So you can't complain about that. Five to one assist to turnover. And in the plus minus, I'm not sure if I have that on this page. I don't have it on this page. But Julian Hammond was like a plus six or plus seven, something like that. Easily the, uh, the the best on the team. Um, so that's very notable as well. KJ really struggled. Mentioned the four fouls. He's 0-5 from three. He's 1-10 from the field. Five assists, five turnovers, four steals. So he kind of cancels those out a little bit, but needed a bigger performance from him. Um, talked about Jabari. Evan was solid, 4-9, 10 points. But defensively, just when you're giving up four inches you're you're limited. You're limited uh, when you're playing a team like Arizona, one of the best teams in the country. Um, honestly, that's about it. Tristan DeSilva was 3 of 8, 7 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, a block, 1 turnover. Nothing all that notable in there. Um, yeah. Honestly, I think that might do it. I think we might just cut this one short. We'll be back talking after... Uh, after we figure out what this nit bracket's going to look like and we're going to run through where the buffs can go from here um what their chances are in these games who knows they might be playing at home here sometime in the next week which would be it'd be a lot of fun it'd be a lot of fun so tough to lose out of a tournament like this at the same time i think that we all knew the circumstance y'all know that it's the potentially the best team in the country right there And you you couldn't pull through. At the same time, I think you saw a lot of really good things. You saw a couple of mistakes, too, those turnovers. Again, I mean, it's a 14 turnover game, and five of them were KJ. Three were Jabari, two were Evan, a couple other guys with one. I mean, they really did solve that problem. And by the end of the game, you're not saying, ah, it was those extra possessions. I think rebounding is probably the other thing you really go to. Losing 36-27 on the glass, that's painful. That's really painful, and you know it it hurts when Arizona is making so many shots, and so you you don't have as many chances for those defensive rebounds and boost those numbers i mean offensive rebounds Arizona won no Colorado actually won eight to six, so that probably is more meaningful um yeah, and just painful, just painful Buffs weren't big enough, and who knows, if they have Lawson Lovering out there to eat up 10, 12 minutes at some point, what could be different, you know? You have Eli Parquet out there to lock up the guard just a little bit better. I mean, that's the story of the season, though. That's the story of the season. Um, That's going to do it for today. We'll be back soon to talk about the NIT.